hello and welcome back to Unlocking the Masculine. I'm your host Liam Withers and welcome to the very first video podcast. I really wanted to video the part three of today. I am doing it just on my iPhone without a mic so hopefully the audio quality turns out well but just for a second guys let me move out of the way and take in this view right now. I'm out here in beautiful Terranora, and it's such a magical part of the world. I'm so grateful to be here. Beautiful weather as well, escaping the cold clutch of Melbourne. And I'm excited to finish off the first part of the relationship series with you all. Today is just gonna be about reflecting and also talking about my current relationship with myself what I've done to help myself to get to this point and what I'm still working on. You know, it is a never ending journey and I'm excited to share how I've gotten to this point and it's gonna be a great episode today. Now, thank you all so much for listening to parts one and parts two. The response and the feedback has been awesome. It really, makes my day anytime someone reaches out just lets me know what they thought of the podcast you know what it's meant to them I do this purely because it's a great outlet for myself I love talking about my life my life experiences and connecting with you guys like I really love hearing how how relatable it's been for so many of you it's it really just shows you that Everyone's going through things, guys. Everyone's had some sort of challenge. And, you know, being a community and being connected, you really understand that. I just want people to know that you're not alone. You're really not. And I appreciate you all listening. It it really means the world to me. Now, past one and past two. The biggest takeaways I guess and comments from it they were so therapeutic going back thinking about a time that was well, a long period of time really that was not it was not fun in my life at all you know your teenagehood into your adulthood it's a very confusing it's very I just don't know what you're doing really you know you you go through the schooling system tough enough as it is you come out with barely any life skills because let's face it school doesn't teach you all that much and you know reflecting back was so amazing for me being able to process a lot of emotions that I still to this day have repressed you know my process would be I would sit down with a notepad and I would just start writing I think back to a specific period, I try and like have my brain like the age right. And I won't lie, some of it was hard. I had to take some breaks. I had to give myself some space because you, your body doesn't realize, you know, you're not back in that time. Now, I'm very visual as well. I was literally remembering specific moments. And I had to 
take some walks. I had to take some time. That's why a lot of this has taken two weeks you know, between episodes. Just because it was just a bit of rattling at some points, you know. You try and avoid thinking about moments in life that make you uncomfortable. You want to feel naturally as comfortable as possible. But it was just so good. So, so good and beneficial for me to, to do that. And honestly, I'd endorse anyone to take the time to really, really think back to those moments and write how you felt and write how you feel now. And just just let it out. And so that was really great for me. And you know, some of the biggest takeaways from it was one, I really spent a large part of my life in a victim mindset, always blaming others for how I felt, my life situation. You know, did people do certain things that made me upset? Yeah, 100% they did. But at the end of the day, my feelings and how I react to that is purely up to me. And I didn't know that for the longest time. And all I was doing was blaming others, you know, oh, X did this, Y did that. I'm like this because of, you know, it was never taking accountability. And that was a massive takeaway from it. And look, when you're a young teen, young adult, fair enough. But, you know, leading into my kind of early to mid twenties, those sort of behaviors don't, they don't serve you. If anything, they kind of delay you from being the best version of yourself. And that was a massive takeaway I found from that. The second takeaway was that each outlet that I had, so whether it was journaling, songwriting, lucid dreaming, working out and partying, they were all used with good intentions, of course, but I easily became obsessed with how they made me feel. So because I didn't know for a large portion of my life how to get the qualities of myself that I found through the writing, the lucid dreaming, etc. I became obsessed with doing those activities because I felt this escape. I felt what I wanted to feel all the time through those activities and I easily, you know, those good intentions easily became an obsessive habit which, you know, in the long run, it doesn't serve you after that. And so that was interesting reflecting back and going like, wow, like I really did a lot of activities to escape. A lot of the activities weren't to like celebrate in abundance, right? It wasn't to be like, oh, I feel awesome. So I'm gonna do X, Y, and Z to feel even better. It was like, I need to do journaling. I need to songwrite, I need to party. So then I feel okay, especially the partying. You know, thinking back to part two after Europe when I developed the PTSD and the only time I could literally feel okay was when I was partying and taking drugs. Like I didn't even realize that until I reflected back on like, wow, like <laughs> that's pretty sad. You know, that's concerning that I had, like I felt like I had to take drugs and party just to feel some sort of reprieve from how I was feeling. It's pretty, 
was wild. That was a that was a massive realization. I think overall, you know, parts one and parts two really taught me as well just how resilient I was growing up. You know, like I've mentioned previously, everyone's gone through some pretty bad stuff in their life. Everyone's gone through challenges. No one that I know of personally has gone off life scot-free, right? Like we, we all go through things. And, you know, for myself, for what I went through, and I'd never take any of it back. I'm so grateful for everything I went through, right? As, as what's made me me today. But yeah, I was really proud of myself. I mean, like, wow, like there was so many times in my life that I could have given up easily. I could have just been like, no, nah, I'm done. And so that was really cool. Just realizing how strong I was in moments where I felt weak. Yeah, it's really, really cool. Now, I'm not sure if I mentioned this, this episode is going to be quite short today. I just wanted to be a bit of a reflection, talk about what I'm doing in this day and age. What it's kind of like been the change, right? There's been so many small changes in my life, so many trials and errors to get to like a point where I am now. Not that I'm saying at all that I've figured it all out. I most certainly have not. I'm still working on things every day. But the the biggest catalyst of all these changes, as mentioned in the very first episode, was when my ex-girlfriend blocked me of all forms of social media. Now that was this year, so it wasn't that long ago at all. We're only in May. And, you know, to be real with you guys, before that I was still very much in a victim mindset. I was still blaming everyone else, not taking any accountability for my life. And if anything, I was just being very weak-minded. You know, I became comfortable wallowing in my own self-pity that I didn't wake up to myself and go, maybe it's you. And so finally, when my ex blocked me, that was that very moment where I went, okay, Liam, like, this stuff keeps on happening. This cycle keeps on happening. Maybe you're the one that needs to change. Maybe the other people around you that you keep blaming for your life. Maybe it's not them, maybe it's you. And having that moment, it was really profound. I was like, oh, yeah, maybe, maybe I am right saying that. Like, maybe it is me. And honestly, taking accountability for my life really turning the mirror onto myself and being brutally honest and being like, hey, like, it's you. Was a massive, massive catalyst for the shift in the relationship with myself. You know, I had had past couple of years, I've been, you know, especially since going to therapy, I mentioned in the previous episode, that really helped me grow and heal you know it's it's a never-ending process I'll, I'll probably still go back to therapy i stopped at the end of last year and i'm sure i'll be going back soon to rocco he's phenomenal you know even if you don't think that you need to go sometimes they're the that's the points in your life where you need to go the most when you don't think so 
sounds weird, but like, if you think you've got it all figured out, go to therapy. <laughs> just, just go to a session and just get that stuff out. And, you know, after therapy, you know, starting, was it three years ago now, it helped me to unlock a lot of parts of my consciousness and start to develop this parent relationship with myself. You know, figuring out why I was the way I was, why I was reacting the way I was reacting and finding the root cause of everything. And then being like, okay, well, how do I change that? How do I break away from habits, from things that really do not serve me at the end of the day? Because you can, you can break out of these recurring patterns that you have. You're not a slave to your mind. You just have to have awareness and then you can change. Sounds easier said than done because it is easier said than done, but it's true. And for me, that was really pivotal going to therapy because, you know, leading up to that big moment this year where I was like, all right, enough's enough let's like sort this out I'd really switched into that parent mode and I was like all right Liam take accountability for your actions get a grip on your emotions trust yourself and lead by example and they were the things that were floating around my mind I had always projected and kind of avoided all responsibility and accountability in my life. There was always someone else. There's always something else creating these problems for me. And that was the biggest one. And I can really encourage anyone who may avoid the responsibility of their own life to really turn the mirror on themselves and be like, all right, what am, what am I doing? If everything's going wrong around my life, how about I stop blaming others? and go, all right, what can I do to make my life better? What have I done to put myself in this position? It's not taken away that some people will do bad things and maybe you're in a position because of X, Y, and Z, but at the end of the day, all you can control are your own actions. So look inward and it honestly, for me was a huge catalyst for change. Another one was controlling my emotions. I realized for the longest time that I was reacting straight away to anything that happened. Like I would just get so flustered and so, I don't even know how to describe it, but I would, I react and not in a way that was productive or that was logical it would just be purely based on emotion. And that was something that I clearly done for a long time in my life. And it's something that luckily has gotten a lot better. I'm not gonna say that I've completely, you know, healed from that, but I've gained a lot of awareness around when I start to feel that way. And I've used, a lot of the time I use breathing techniques just to to bring it back down or, you know, just realizing and going, all right, I'm feeling this way. I'm not going to react in the best possible way right now. How about I leave it and I'll come back to it once I've calmed down. 
And again, that's me going into parent mode and realizing that I react this way, that this is like a habit of mine and that I can change it through nurturing myself and going, all right, let's just take it back a notch. You don't need to react this way. You don't need to get angry. You don't need to get upset. Let's just take a breather and we'll come back to it. And that's that's been a massive change for me because I, you know, I can look back and ugh, some of the reactions that I've had in the past with my ex, with friends, it's been a little bit embarrassing, to be honest. I've read some of them. I'm like, oh, what are you doing, Liam? <laughs> like, ugh, a bit cringe. And, you know, it's not something that's easy to admit, but it's true. And it's something that I had to really face and go, you need to get better at this. And doing this really intense self-reflection and really turning the mirror onto myself, it's really been freeing. You know, I've been able to kind of unchain a lot of the shackles that I put on myself from developing as a man. Now, after my ex blocked me and I went through these changes, one of the things as well that I noticed was that I didn't have a very strong trust within myself. And what I mean by that is I wasn't keeping to my word. You know, when you have friends and they're like, oh yeah, I'm going to do this or yeah, yeah, I, I plan to do that, but they never do it, right? They always have these big, bold ideas, but they never follow through. That was me. I was a gunner. I always had great intentions, but I never followed through. I'd always talk about these big, crazy ideas and be so passionate about it, but it would simply be a gunner. I wasn't doing anything about it. And it really built up this underlying mistrust that I have for myself because I was never following through with those actions. I would get the dopamine hit by talking about it and then, then what? Nothing. And so I really realized, I was like, all right, Liam, like, you need to write down a list every day of stuff that you're going to do. And so I'd write, you know, wake up 5am, gym, work, just like, honestly, quite simple tasks, right? And I'd be like, all right, I need to tick every single one of these off before I go to bed. And so I started doing that and I would get up and I would hold myself accountable every time I wouldn't do something. I'm like, all right, why did I not do that? Not in a way that was critical. That's the big thing here. It's like when you're developing yourself, you do not develop yourself through being hypercritical. You do it through being nurturing, being kind, and being loving doesn't mean that you're not gonna not hold yourself accountable like you're not gonna be firm but you can do all that without being you know beating yourself up because what's the point of doing that that's not a healthy relationship at all and that's what I was doing for a large part of my life every time I'd miss something it was you know guilt shame anger I would just not be nurturing myself at all 
and so I created this list and it was essentially became my routine that I still do to this day. I pretty much got it ingrained in my brain now because I could do the same thing every day. But the purpose behind it was, is that I needed to trust my word. That if I said I was going to do something, I wrote it down, I was doing it. I think that's a big thing is if you can't trust yourself, if you can't trust that you're going to do something like with your word, who's going to trust you? Certainly not yourself, certainly not other people. And so that was a huge thing for me is like becoming a man of action instead of a man of simply talking. And it's really built up a lot of confidence within myself. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been really, really cool. Now, another thing that I've implemented, which I think has been really good, has been taking up sobriety. So stopping drinking and drugs. To be honest, like besides when I was partying, I was never a massive drinker. Just, I would see people drinking all the time. I worked in pubs before and I just kind of found it. There wasn't a lot of purpose behind it. You know, when I would drink, it was to get drunk. I was never a massive social drinker, so that was quite easy to, to stop. You know, when you get out of the scene as well, it obviously makes it a lot easier. And with drugs as well, I'd always dabbled. I tried probably like five times to like have stints of being sober. Um, I failed every time <laughs> up until the most recent one. And it's been, it's been four, over four months now that I've stopped and that was more so a trust thing as well. I wanted to, again, keep to my word. You know, the reason why I've got, you can see the, it's not a do-rag, but got my little headband on. I won't last because my bed hair is shocking at the moment, but I've got really long hair. And that again was because I wanted to prove to myself that I could see th something through. And I did that before, you know, my big revelation. I always wanted to, hold myself accountable to some degree. It's just lucky that, you know, with this massive change that I've had, that that's really come to fruition. Now through the added confidence, the added trust, the, you know, the sobriety as well, which, you know, when you're getting added sleep, you're not waking up feeling crap the next day when you're getting into a good routine where you're waking up same time every day, roughly. <clears throat> you start to you start to feel better. You start to have a better mindset. You start to be a bit more consistent in your emotions, in your daily life as well. Like my Saturdays and Sundays, are really no different from my Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, etc. Now, I sometimes forget when it's the weekend because I'm living every day, honestly, very consistently in the same. Another cool little trick that I've implemented as well is trying to change my self-talk. So being aware of what's going on in my brain. A lot of the time it's a lot of nonsense, but 
trying to, throughout the day, kind of hype myself up, kind of be my own best friend and be like, hey Liam, that was great. Like, good on you for doing this. And, you know, sometimes I'll be like, oh, like, good on you, Liam. You know, you're looking great today. Sounds a bit cringe saying it out loud, but developing that like best friend mentality with yourself, being your own hype man, it's been really cool. Like I'll walk down the street and I'll just be complimenting myself and really just, I don't know, loving myself, I guess, in such a little wholesome way. And it's funny, I actually mentioned this to someone, oh, would have been a couple of months ago now, and they took a dig at me saying, you know, they kind of used it against me in a conversation later on. And it's, you know, you gotta realize that when you're healing and when you're growing and when you're starting to feel good, you're gonna make people feel uncomfortable. There's some people who are gonna not be too happy that you're feeling great and that you're healing, that you're loving yourself. People find that being miserable, being comfortable in that self-pity is easier than actually nurturing and loving themselves. Because with that comes healing, comes discomfort, comes having to sit in those emotions. And I just want to say that to anyone out there that is on this journey, I mean, we all are to some degree, but just remember that this is your own journey. You're doing it to make yourself feel better. As a result of that, everyone around you will feed off that energy, right? But just be careful that to know there may be some people in your life that may not want the best for you. And if anyone tries to discourage you from growing and changing, just stay strong. You know what's best for yourself. And if you're feeling good, screw what anyone else thinks. Honestly, people are gonna judge People are gonna hate regardless of what you're doing. So you may as well do whatever the hell you want. And when that person tried to take a dig at me for the positive self-talk that I have with myself, I'm like, I don't care, I feel great. How I feel is the most important to me. So you just gotta brush that off. Unfortunately, there's a lot of miserable people out in the world and some will try and drag you down with them, especially when you start to elevate. A little bit of a side tangent there, but yeah, I'm. It's been a it's been a night and day change for me. I honestly am so grateful. I wake up every day feeling awesome. I look forward to my Monday to Friday now because every day is an opportunity to to get better, to grow, to spread light out into the world you know i'm finally at a point now where the relationship with myself is nurturing it's kind it's me keeping myself accountable keep to my word strictly this is why we're having the video podcast right now on my phone without a microphone because i promised myself that i would record a video podcast this week the one we had planned Unfortunately, the file size was ginormous, so we, <laughs> by the time it compressed down, it, it was blurry, so that's fine. 
and that's why we're doing this today and I'll post it and is it going to be perfect? No, but it's created and I'm just really grateful that I get to connect and share with you all. Now, to be real, what do I need to work on and what am I working on in the future? The biggest one for me is confrontation. I've noticed lately with myself that I'm genuinely get super stressed when I think that there's going to be a confrontation with someone. Now, not even like in a, like, it's not a fighting or arguing way, as in like if someone gets too close to me, I sometimes stress out that we're going to have a conversation. I don't, I don't know why it's like that. I mean, I, I do. Uh, so when I was younger, I was king hit and bashed. And ever since then, I've been a little bit, a little bit jumpy towards strangers. Not that I think that everyone's going to hurt me, but my body just seems to freak out when someone's in close quarters. Um, another reason for that as well, something I want to talk about as well on a separate podcast, but you know, I was sexually assaulted when I was younger as well. So for me, confrontation or the, when people are in close quarters, it can make me very uncomfortable. And for me, developing that relationship with myself further is learning how to deal with confrontation, learning how to be strong within myself. As much as I am a very strong physical person, that confrontation part of myself has not been developed. Uh, if anything, it's, yeah, it's the one thing that I wanna work on. So how I'm gonna do that is, one, I've got the awareness. That is honestly, rule number one, gain awareness. Look into it, look into yourself and be like, all right, this is the case. Find out why, and then you can change that habit. So for me, I've got the awareness that confrontation is what I need to work on. I'm gonna be doing martial arts. So I love Kung Fu, I did it when I got King Hit. Uh, I did it for about a year after uh, of Kung Fu, which I found really good. It was very much, you know, being in flow and using the opponent's energy against them. And so I'm gonna be getting back into that in the next couple of weeks. And any time that I feel uncomfortable when there's a potential confrontation, I'm just gonna sit in those feelings and rule number one of that is not avoid them. So I don't wanna, you know, push it to the side and I'm gonna process it. And over time, it'll just get better and better and better. I'll be uncomfortable, but it's all a part of the journey. And yeah, for me, that's the, that's the next big step in developing a relationship with myself. It's dealing with confrontation feeling safe and reaping the benefits once I do. So yeah, I guys, I reckon, I reckon that's it for today. I'm gonna to go to a short one. I know last time was almost an hour, but 
look, that's where I'm at so far with my relationship with myself. And like I said, I don't have it all figured out, but I tell you what, I'm very grateful for how I feel today. It's been a roller coaster, but I'm finally on the other side of all the suffering and pain and you know, developing a parent-like nurturing relationship with myself has really enabled me to develop as a man. You know, in the past five months, it's been insane. I look back at the person that I was and I don't, honestly, I don't even remember that person because it just doesn't reflect at all with how I am. Uh, it's cool. It's really, really good. And I'm so grateful for all the times that I had suffering and being sad because it just makes me appreciate feeling good every day so much more. You know, life is going to throw challenges always, but developing a relationship with yourself and trusting yourself and nurturing yourself means that you will go through these challenges in life so strong, so head steady, and you'll be able to share that with others and inspire others to do the same. I want to thank you all so much for listening today and for the very first video podcast. I hope the audio quality has been good. Uh, next episode will be camera, be a mic. It's gonna be in nature as well. A lot of the podcasts that I'm gonna be doing will be out in nature because I love it. So it's a great excuse to, to get out. And I just wanna say I appreciate you all so much. I'm looking forward to the next episode it's going to be one with my main man, Cooper, where we discuss modern dating. So it's going to be a fun one. Going to read out some responses from our viewers. And the one following that would be developing a relationship with friends. Just going to be a really, really good one. So thank you again so much for listening today and watching. I love you all and I'll speak to you next time. Peace.